back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thirsty Thursday to all of you. You're listening on the block 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Outline. Sorry, I'm a text line. We want to hear from you guys. You can also check us out on the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream. See what's going on here in studio. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. As always, we are brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. 27th in Pine Lake. Have Charles and his crew hook you up and make you a plate. And we're going to head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where we got one of my old friends, Andrew Alex, with 24-7 Sports. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Not much. Chilling. I guess this is going to be uh, the last time I'll be joining you on this uh, shebang, at least on a regular basis. I'm sure that you'll be back uh, intermittently for uh, the rest of eternity, as they say. <laughs> well, might not have much of a choice. Austin joining us, too. He's going to be taking over for me, so uh, you're going to have to talk to him. I know Strick said that he wanted to keep you on, so you're going to have to talk to Austin Strick. Yeah. Again, uh, me and Strick have formed a brotherhood beyond anything you can ever imagine. I am much closer with Strick than I ever was with you. <laughs> well, fair enough. Again, Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports, joining us. Uh, Andrew, we were having a discussion about the NFL earlier and breaking down some of these uh, last teams that have a chance to make the playoffs. A little bit of controversy, and I want to get your thoughts on this one because, unfortunately, I thought the fighting Paul Van Wagners and the Detroit Lions uh, they will probably fall to the Green Bay Packers. I think the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau probably take this one. Jay Foreman said that he likes the Lions in this one. Do you think the Lions have any chance of winning this and somehow backing their way into the playoffs? Uh, well, so it's such an interesting incentive structure, Nathan, because, right, I mean, we know what the deal is, right? There's three teams that can make right. the final seed in the NFC playoffs. That being the Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers. Seattle needs to win, obviously, to get in. They're playing the Rams. But they would also then need the Lions to beat the Packers. So if Seattle wins against the Rams, which I think they should, that then disincentivizes the Lions. The Lions are no longer playing for the playoffs at that point. If that happens and all the momentum and incentive structure is behind the Green Bay Packers, I have a hard time imagining the Detroit Lions are just going to be able to conquer. Like, the great disappointment will have already happened to them. Like, I, I don't think that that sort of a period of time, you know, like being in the locker room after stretching in the morning, like, yeah, you guys are out of the playoffs, it gave me nothing, rather than the alternative of you win and you're in. So if that happens, give me the Packers. But if not, I think the fighting Paul Van Wagner might actually have a shot really, really strong offensive team. I don't think anyone wants to see them in the playoffs just because, you know, they might not have the, you know, the, the roster to make a run. But they certainly have the offensive firepower to take, you know, over anyone in an NFC that's riddled with questions. So if the Lions are motivated, give me the Lions. But, you know, if, unfortunately, if it's the Seattle Seahawks, I don't see a uh, – 
survived Detroit Lions team being able to take down Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, has played better recently. Yeah, and, and you're playing against history there, and Aaron Rodgers has proven time and time and again that his team will be in the NFL playoffs. Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports, joining us right now. Uh, Andrew, I want to ask you this because I know that you're a big Trevor Lawrence guy, obviously an ACC guy. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the hottest teams in football, and, and I said this earlier, and I want to get your thoughts. Out of every team in the AFC, I know that you're a Justin Herbert guy too, I said that the Jacksonville Jaguars are probably the number one team that you don't want to play right now. Now, with that being said, I could see them falling to the Tennessee Titans and Josh Dobbs because that would be a very Jacksonville Jaguars thing to do. But if you had to decipher a team in the AFC and a team in the NFC that you don't want to play in the playoffs, who is it? Um, well, Nathan, first of all, a Jacksonville Jaguars thing to do would be to be one and Fifteen at this point, <laughs> going into a game against the Colts with the Colts playoff hopes on the line right, and then on. win. That All would right. be a Jacksonville Jaguars thing to do. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to do. I didn't mean to do it. You know, just got to get my shots in while I can here. That being said, I agree with you. I think that Jacksonville right now is playing like a top ten team in the National Football League, and they have been for quite some time now. The loss of uh, their tackle Robinson, the Alabama product. That's going to hurt coming in. I mean, this is already, you know, not the strongest offensive line. They did bring in, uh, you know, former Washington football commander, whatever you want to call him, Brandon Sheriff, to shore up that offensive line. I think that was a good move during the offseason. Again, it's a roster that this is really supposed to be their year away year, mm-hmm. and they're just coming in late and now overperforming. But Trevor Lawrence, you know, it, it just goes to show that people are uh, – Quick to throw that bust label. And by the way, Christian Kirk, a lot of people kind of hemmed and hawed at that sign. Like, oh, that's what the Jaguars are going to do. They're going to take a step forward. Like, that turns out he was kind of just a uh, player waiting to explode on an offense that had a couple more weapons that were overshadowing him in Arizona. So good for him. So I'll agree with you on Jacksonville. Uh, NFC side? Look, I mean, like, I. I'm not too scared of the New York Giants. Hate to say it. Uh, I think that they probably aren't on the list. Green Bay or Detroit. I mean, you know, Green Bay, the sheer Aaron Rodgers factor and the way that that team has really come into its own. And with Detroit, if they're on, again, against anyone, against anyone, like, you're going to have to put up points. Like, because we know they can score. Even against Imagine they're matched up against San Francisco, Detroit. As good as San Francisco is, if the Lions, with all that offensive firepower that they have, can pull, you know, a big play here, a big play there, and suddenly you're putting the ball in the hands of Brock Purdy to try to outscore what has been, you know, one of the most dynamic passing offenses in the NFL. That's a scary concept. I don't think that's the matchup you want if you're – Minnesota, if you're the 49ers, if you're whoever. And, of course, uh, I know they're a wild card team, but it goes without saying the Dallas Cowboys are uh, unfortunately pretty good this year. Andrew, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned one quarterback that I always ask everybody about and how much you trust them, and that's the Kirk Cousins, Mr. How you like that. Uh, in your opinion, do you trust Kirk Cousins in a playoff game, whether it's noon, 3 p.m., or primetime? Ugh. Well, I mean, like, he's done it before. He's 
we, we saw that a couple of years ago. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's not going to be my first choice. But with that being said, you look at the, the NFC, who is your first choice? I mean, Jalen Hurts has had a tremendous season, still not a ton of playoff experience, and he's coming off an injury. Dak Prescott, one of the, I think the only quarterback in the NFL, or like one of a couple quarterbacks in the NFL with more interceptions than games started this year. We've seen him have monumentous blowups on a couple of occasions. Uh, Brock Purdy was the last pick in the NFL draft. <laughs> um, I mean, Rodgers? Like, do you trust Rodgers? So, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't necessarily an ideal situation, but this is the NFC, not the AFC. <laughs> so I think that uh, I'm sure that there, I can envision a scenario where the Vikings can get it done, but I, I think their problems extend beyond Kirk Cousins. The key with Kirk Cousins, right, is Kirk Cousins is neither going to truly elevate you, but he's not going to drag you down in any sort of tremendous way, which is why he has been like captain average for pretty much the entirety of his career. Like he is the replacement level NFL starting quarterback where he's good enough that he's always going to have a job, but he's never good enough to, to really elevate his team in a way that uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, you can make the list on and on and on. All those guys do. So the Vikings defense, and shore up, and I know they've had some injuries in that secondary all season long, and I don't know what the status of some of those guys are going to be going into the playoffs. Uh, the Vikings have the, you know, if the talent around him can play A1, the Vikings can win playoff games. But if you're going to rely on Kirk Cousins to lead you on a playoff run, uh, he's very good that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> we saw that with the Commanders, that's for sure. Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports. So I bring up the Commanders, I bring up the football team. I know that you are uh, a fan of the football team, and unfortunately, out of the NFC Beast, they're going to find themselves as the only team that's not going to make the playoffs. Uh, Ron Rivera said he didn't know they had to win to get in. Carson Wentz throws three picks, is now benched again. Taylor Heineke gives up his spot to Sam Howell. The Washington football team misses the playoffs despite having one of the better defenses in the NFL. What's the next steps for this team? Where do you go from here? Oh, Nathan, you talk about worst possible case scenarios. <laughs> and once again, the football team of Washington has found themselves in it. Uh, I'll give you the short answer where do you go from here. Sell the team. Where you, they're working on selling the team. It might finally actually happen. Get the that is Dan Snyder of this once proud franchise and then everyone you know takes that men in black like memory eraser thing and we're going to pretend like the last 20 some odd years never happened <laughs> that's what we do next but in more practical terms the answer I don't really know because it seems like just like your Indianapolis Colts have mm. found themselves over the course of the last half decade, the Washington football commanders, whatever you want to call them, are going to be, continue to be stuck in quarterback purgatory. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand the decision to start house, right? And I'm cool with Heineke's decision to be like, oh, yeah, no, you take it because Taylor Heineke's not going to elevate his stock as a backup quarterback in the NFL any higher than it is from the fact that he led the team to like a 6-2 and two record or whatever under his – starting leadership like going in there for him will only 
like, oh, you know, not going to get any better. So Christmas just lower his own stock. Carson Wentz is done. I never want to look at that man ever again. Uh, Sam Howell at one point was predicted to be like the number one pick in the draft. If the draft was held a year, if the 2022 NFL draft was held the day after the 2021 NFL draft, Sam Howell would have been picked first. So maybe the kid got something. Really only one way to find out because this team is going to go through an overhaul. You don't know if they're going to keep Heineke. Wentz is obviously gone. Uh, I don't think they go into next year with Heineke as the starting quarterback. I don't think they have the draft position to draft any sought-after quarterback right now. So what does that mean? I mean, we're probably going to have Derek Carr or something like that. So with that being said, when you're going through all this BS again, you might as well see what you got on the roster. Uh, you know, protect him. I don't think that's necessary. It's, you know, the game doesn't matter. If they lose, that's actually a good thing get you know, relatively slender draft, slightly better draft stock. It is what it is. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see Sam Howell out there. But, again, the team needs to focus on losing this game uh, because, quite frankly, ending up as the last team out of the NFL playoffs, especially in a position like this team is, where the most important position on the field is the most important position that needs to be addressed on the roster is an outright disaster. There's a very, very small margin of error that allows you to get there, and they found it. Seven and ten again. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Andrew, it's pretty funny because we basically swapped positions here and swapped quarterbacks because last year the Colts were the first team out of the playoffs with Carson Wentz. Now the Washington football team can step right into that position. Before we let you go, we're running out of time here. I want to ask you, who's going to win the NFC, who's going to win the AFC, and who's your Super Bowl champion? Um, ooh, all right, final time I get to do this. Actually, now I'm coming back on the strike every week for the rest of the turn. Be a good point, Andrew. Um, out of the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, I hate to say it, that's what I think. Okay. And the AFC, give me the Bills. Bills win the Super Bowl. Big story. Uh, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Apparently, he's doing a little bit better today, communicating. Uh, things are looking on the up and up for him. Obviously, uh, anyone who's listening to sports radio knows that the entire sports world is behind him. So it's an uh, you know, unfortunate story, but hopefully it can end in a uh, Bills Super Bowl win. Uh, you know, I, I think that there is, uh, you know, the sports gods have poetic justice, and I think that might just be uh, what the doctor ordered this time around. Well, Jay Foreman certainly likes that you're taking the Buffalo Bills. I know that for sure. Uh, Andrew, again, uh, this will do it for me. Uh, I know I talked to Strick, and he said that he wanted to keep you on for Thursdays. So uh, you'll still hear from Strick, but this will do it for me. I'll probably talk to you, I don't know, tomorrow or this weekend. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. I won't cry this time like I did last time I said goodbye to you on the radio. Uh, But, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, Nathan, I'm proud of you, buddy. Uh, You know, it was – you couldn't keep the radio bug off you forever, and you had a great run here uh, in Lincoln doing radio, really uh, familiarizing yourself, maybe uh, more so than most people would desire with Hunter Nation. And uh, I'm very proud of you and excited that you got this opportunity. And shout out to the station, uh, the ticket for uh, giving a clown a chance. You guys can all like be your obituaries 
use this as an example of uh, helping a poor moronic soul in need. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Uh, they'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Go. There he goes. Uh, I think he was saying go big red in that one, too. There he goes. Andrew Alex, 24-7 sports. Uh, one of my old buddies back from ESPN Blacksburg. It sounds like he's going to stay on. I know Strix said that he wanted to keep him on. He's taking the Buffalo Bills, Jay. How about that? I like that. I like that dude.